This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Factor. Well, that didn't take long. <sighs> so as we discussed in our previous video this week, uh, last Friday, Elon Musk finally closed the deal on buying Twitter. And by closed the deal, I mean he backed out of it. Mm. Long after the point at which backing out of the deal was even an option. And long after agreeing to definitely buy Twitter. And uh, I guess show the woke moralists who cancels who. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. So yeah, as you might have guessed, backing out of a $44 billion acquisition deal that you've already fully committed to isn't something you can just do without potentially serious legal repercussions. And sure enough, on Tuesday, Twitter officially filed a lawsuit, a very juicy, sassy lawsuit against Elon Musk seeking to force him to consummate the deal. What is this, uh, Elon Musk uh, 477, if we're uh, tracking the amount of times we've mentioned him recently? Uh, you look, this is all, of course, pretty damn unusual because usually anyone rich enough to personally buy a major tech company is also savvy enough to do all of the proper due diligence when given the opportunity. And they also know that you just can't change your mind about the whole thing later. So what we've got on our hands here is sure to be a, an exciting legal battle, especially since this is Elon Musk. And there is a mountain of relevant evidence that he has freely submitted to the court via his constant tweets on the very platform that he was seeking to purchase. It's a very meta lawsuit they've got going. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, you really got to zoom out to get the full scope of it. Yeah, so, but uh, I love lawsuits. I love reading them. Twitter's <laughs> lawsuit comes out the gate swinging. Whoever was writing this had a real fun time. Well, as we saw in the, the previous episode, like the law firm and specifically the Twitter board of directors are like, absolutely not, Mr. Musk. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Whoever wrote this, uh, they, they know how to turn a phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sassy. It's legally sound, but it's sassy. Yeah. So uh, let's just read some selections from the, the first couple pages of the complaint where they, they sum things up. Mm -hmm. Having mounted a public spectacle to put Twitter in play and having proposed and then signed a seller-friendly merger agreement, Musk apparently believes that he, unlike every other party subject to Delaware contract law, is free to change his mind, trash the company, disrupt its operations, destroy stockholder value, and walk away. This repudiation follows a long list of material contractual breaches by Musk that have cast a pall over Twitter and its business. Uh, then there's this part about the likely reason that Musk actually wants out. After the merger agreement was signed, the market fell. As the Wall Street Journal reported recently, the value of Musk's stake in Tesla, the anchor of his personal wealth, has declined by more than $100 billion from its November 2021 peak. So Musk wants out. Rather than bear the cost of the market downturn, as the merger agreement requires, Musk wants to shift it to Twitter's stockholders. This is in keeping with the tactics Musk has deployed against Twitter and its stockholders since earlier this year when he started amassing an undisclosed stake in the company and continued to grow his position without required notification. It tracks the disdain he has shown for the company that one would have expected Musk, as its would-be steward, to protect. Since signing the merger agreement, Musk has repeatedly disparaged Twitter and the deal, creating business risk for Twitter and downward pressure on its share price. And a lot of people have real, like, it's potentially a real thing that people have pointed out that, like, Musk was maybe using the Twitter deal as but a... Oh, it's worthless now. You got to change the price, right? Well, using that as a way to cash out his Tesla shares when they were they still had some level of value because this all happened uh, well into the market downturn, but not at its lowest point. So I don't know if he was ever, uh, he was ever like 
cashing out of Tesla, though. He was just putting、mm. his shares there up for collateral. But I don't know. I could be wrong. It's a very complex deal. Yeah,、uh, that was. These are the explanations that if he were smart and and absolutely diabolical, that he would be doing. But he might just be stupid. Yeah, it's it's a.、Uh, This whole thing is—I mean, I always thought that Musk was look—he's smart, but he's—he's he's stupid in a smart guy way,、mm-hmm. which is like like Jordan Peterson, not to bring him up again,、yeah. but he's another guy who's smart but stupid in a smart guy, stupid guy way. Well, yeah,、uh, yes, just, and this happens to a lot of people. Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people,、uh, particularly people with engineering degrees like Mr. Musk,、um, you know, they start off from a place where they they know a lot of things. They're intelligent. They learn quickly, and then they.、Uh, They get a little big for their britches. Well, they I, think they know fucking everything, and they can't be wrong. It it also reeks of like a, a wealthy person with some you know, appears to be maybe a slight manic episode.、Um, but yeah, yeah,、mm-hmm. and like Trump, who we'll also bring up in a bit.、Uh, <laughs> I don't think Elon's heard no in a long time. Exactly.、Uh, exactly. Like, you know, Donald Trump has had his way for decades, and finally, finally gets a job that he's wanted his whole life, and he finds out that he can't just. Have it his way, like he does at McDonald's. Yeah. Anyway, there, here's one more part、uh, from that lawsuit, and this one's about how、uh, something we've pointed out a bunch.、Uh, Musk's stated reasons for backing out—they、uh, don't really make any sense. Musk's exit strategy is a model of hypocrisy. One of the chief reasons Musk cited on March 31st, 2022, for wanting to buy Twitter was to rid it of the crypto spam he viewed as a major blight on the user experience. Musk said he needed to take the company private because, according to him, purging spam would otherwise be commercially impractical. In his press release announcing the deal on April 25th, 2022, Musk raised a clarion call to defeat the spam bots. But when the market declined and the fixed-price deal became less attractive, Musk shifted his narrative, suddenly demanding verification that spam was not a serious problem on Twitter's platform and claiming a burning need to conduct diligence he had expressly forsworn. Yeah. Uh, so the the full very sassy legal complaint is over sixty pages long, plus the full text of the original acquisition agreement. But it's a very thorough breakdown of the breakdown of this deal, though it's of course entirely from the perspective of Twitter's legal counsel.、Uh, Elon's side will likely focus all of their efforts on proving that Twitter intentionally misrepresented how many spam bot accounts are on the platform. But that、uh, seems like it might be difficult to prove because. He really has to prove that they intentionally withheld information to、uh, not hurt a deal that came about no, all would, of a sudden. It would be even bigger than that. What Elon is claiming is that Twitter not only lied to him but lied to all of its own shareholders. Yeah, like committed securities fraud、mm-hmm. essentially. Yes, which I you know, I, but knowingly, knowingly、yeah. and intentionally、yeah. did that. Yeah, and like for several you know quarterly cycles, maybe going back to the beginning, he is claiming that. This is a house of cards, which I don't know. I mean, Twitter's a, a mess, but、uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like that, I feel like that's less likely. That's than... one of the things that's hard to prove too, because like the ebbs and flows of spam bot accounts on Twitter vary by the second. So、yeah. like you know they could be doing a very proactive job of filtering and deleting spam accounts, but there's no stopping a constant flow of. I mean, there is. They can. There's things they can do, but it, it's very hard to just. Turn that off. So something I, I mean, we might have brought this up before. Obviously, Elon's own replies are full of,、uh, you know, just outright scammers、yes. trying to trick his other followers. But、mm-hmm. then, everyone who's like sort of within Elon's social circle 
on Twitter is also really into crypto and has like .eth in their profiles and other signifiers that a spam bot network would surely, uh, you know, yeah, target. they're getting it more than so most. So when yeah. he's like, I think I think there's a lot more spam bots here on Twitter. What do you guys think? And all of his simps who also are they are just exactly what these crypto spam bots are looking for. They're like, yeah, my replies are full of spam bots all the time. And I'm like, look, guys, I have like, I don't know, 50,000 some followers. I have not seen a like automated bot tweet in my notifications like ever. Uh, I, I <laughs> What was it a year or two ago where the biggest spam bot problem on the platform was people imitating Elon Musk himself? Yeah. Like it, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. And they are probably getting more spam than others because people seek out those Keywords, and also, I'm sure that a lot of crypto evangelists out there, uh, for a while, thought that they were just getting gassed up by real, honest to god people yeah. who were just thinking all of their ideas were perfectly sane. Yeah, and it's it's a big like. Anytime I've tweeted anything with the three letters NFT in them, yeah, my notifications on Twitter immediately. I'm getting retweeted by like NFT accounts. I'm like. Did they, they clearly didn't read what I wrote because I'm just talking no, shit just, about the thing they love. just rising the term in the algorithm. Yeah, but yeah. it's getting like automated likes from, and like, especially with like, with the likes, it's getting them from like big high follower accounts that I, they must have set up some sort of bot to just like any mention of yeah. NFT. And it's like, I feel like this is a problem for you people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is something you're specific. dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Politics and crypto are the two biggest triggers for spam bot activity, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, meanwhile, Twitter's going after Elon, and it's not just for backing out of the deal, but also for violating the terms of the deal in other ways, uh, like repeatedly disparaging a company that he had signed an agreement not to disparage. And there's lots and lots of screenshots of tweets included in the complaint showing him doing exactly that. Seems like a pretty open and shut case, yeah. at least this part of it. Uh, at one point, the lawsuit shows two recent tweets from Musk uh, following his pullout, which feature presumably stolen memes, which imply that he is somehow playing 4D chess here, uh, with the complaint stating, For Musk, it would seem, Twitter, the interests of its shareholders, the transaction Musk agreed to, and the court process to enforce it all constitute an elaborate joke. So, what are Elon's chances in the Delaware court of chancery? Chancery! Well, according to a few legal experts that the Washington Post asked, uh, not great. One said, from the outside, it seems like Musk has an uphill climb. He's a sophisticated buyer with a highly competent legal team that could have asked about these issues before. <laughs> it's not just a deal between two guys. Uh, another said, if I had to call it today, Twitter's got the better of the argument. What remedy the court will give is harder to forecast. And yeah, I mean, that could go one of several ways. It's unclear Twitter even really wants Elon to finalize the deal. I doubt it. They might just want some serious compensation for having wasted so much time and energy on this bullshit, and also uh, literally disparaging the platform. Yeah, uh, he, so that also drives. They're the stock walking down. away from this whole deal worse off than they were before. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Washington Post with a few ways that this could play out. The court could order that Musk pay the one billion dollar breakup fee specified in the contract, but that may not satisfy Twitter, which has faced a sinking stock and an increasingly beleaguered workforce as the deal created uncertainty around the future of the brand. The court could also order Musk to go through with the $44 billion deal, a decision that would be momentous, said Anthony Casey, a professor of law and economics at the University of Chicago Law School. But it's not unheard of. In a 2001 decision, the court ruled Tyson Foods needed to complete its acquisition of IBP Inc. after the foods giant tried to call it off. 
Boris, he must go through with the deal, could lead to a court appeal and an uneasy tension between a reluctant owner and his new team. Already, many Twitter employees have protested his ownership. Some legal experts think the most likely outcome is for the two sides to reach some sort of settlement agreement, either one that allows Musk to buy Twitter for a lower price or that requires him to pay a higher breakup fee to Twitter. But Musk is the wild card. Anyways, in an interesting aspect to this whole dumb saga that isn't relevant to the deal itself, but is very relevant to how a lot of people feel about it, is that Elon Musk has increasingly positioned himself as an anti-woke, free speech crusader who's a Republican now. No. So uh, conservatives weirdly love him, despite Elon being an electric car company owner. Lame. Uh, <laughs> many on the right saw Elon's purchase of Twitter as a huge win against censorship that might even open the door for letting Donald Trump back on Twitter. Ooh. Uh, now, uh, now that it's no longer happening, Trump himself clearly seems to be a bit uh, feeling a bit betrayed by this. Donnie's getting upset. Yeah. Yeah. So we previously talked about comments that Trump made at a speech last weekend in which he called Elon Musk a bullshit artist and urged his fans to sign up for Truth Social, which Musk responded to on Twitter with, I don't hate the man, but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat and sail into the sunset. Dems should also call off the attack. Don't make it so that Trump's only way to survive is to regain the presidency. Uh, He then brought up how he thinks Trump's too old to run again and that DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, will easily win against Biden in 2024, which... I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> with Could all of the options that are available, I guess the... I, it's anyone's ball game. At this yeah, point. he seems to be the leading candidate against Trump. It's like, D- Biden's approval rating is fucking in the sewer, but still somehow higher than Trump. Yeah. Which is a lot of a lot of uh, big brain Dems are like, well, there you go. What are the, this is all much ado about nothing. Nothing to worry about. He's People like him more than Trump. It's like, well, he's, uh, you should probably think harder strategize more. There is absolutely, uh, (laughs) it's going to happen by me saying this, but it is absolutely unrealistic, unhealthy, and bad in general to have Joe Biden run again for president. He absolutely should not. This elder abuse. And well, get that, get that vice president of his. She's not doing shit after this. Yeah. Again, I've cursed reality by saying that. They've given uh, her more opportunities to speak in the last like month or so than the entire year leading up to it. And I'm sorry, she has She's a worse Failed public speaker than <laughs> Joe Biden. She, she, I thought Donald Trump formed the most complex run-on sentences ever he was seen by the, by the English language. Yeah. Like, stuff that you could break down, like all these like subordinate clauses and like, oh, here's the subject. And he gets the verb like six lines later. Kamal Harris, uh, you know, she's, she's, I think she's about, about where Trump is with that. She, yeah, she can form uh, sentences that you never, you know, you'll spend half the day trying to put them back together. It's honestly impressive. But back to uh, Elon Musk and Donald Trump. Um, his post about how Trump should hang up his, his boots and make way for a younger, more virile candidate uh, seems to have further angered Donald Trump, who fired off this beautiful post on his own social network, which, unlike Twitter, has no character limits, so <laughs> he can really just go off Just king. go for it. And I, I want you to read this because you do a... F- I, I, I was editing the other the video from there, and I'm like, I, Elliot just needs to do the Trump impression. I suck at it, so I will hand it off to you. Alright, I I don't think my impression's that good either. I I, I go for more of the, the feeling behind the words <laughs> than the, the actual impersonation. Yeah. But let's go. Here's what he wrote. When Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long (laughs) enough, 
driverless cars that crash, <laughs> or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, and telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican. I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, <laughs> and he would have done it. Now Elon should focus on getting himself out of the Twitter mess because he could owe $44 billion for something that's perhaps worthless. Also, lots of competition for electric cars. <laughs> it's just right at the end. Just, by the way, Ford's doing great things with that lightning, isn't it? I, this made me understand the appeal of Trump so much more. Because it's yeah. like, when he's talking shit on someone you already don't like, it's like, it's like well done, sir. That is, he's so good at this. Yeah. He's a terrible person. Yes, I don't exactly. think he's, he's bad. And I, I don't want him to ever be near the levers of power ever again. But I have, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. when he's taking someone down that you don't like, it's yeah. uh, it's beautiful to watch. Damn, that was beautiful. Knowing that anything they say back will do nothing to them personally. Especially a real marble mouth like Elon Musk. Yeah. Yes, sir. He was gonna suck my dick. Uh, he would have gotten down on his knees. He was unzipping my pants and I said, <laughs> Elon, stop, you can have, well, we're gonna do a partnership. We'll give you the subsidies. The Space Force is real, just stop. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, on top of that Twitter lawsuit, we've got ourselves a right-wing civil war on our hands. Uh, and it's impossible to say how this will play out. Both of these guys have massive armies of simps, which do overlap quite a bit. Now, our take and the take of most people outside either of those bubbles is uh, let them fight. And also that in a war of words, Trump is pretty much always going to come out on top against a guy like Elon. Yeah. Uh, it's just so goddamn funny that Elon spent the last several months intentionally alienating uh, all of his left-leaning simps to try to score points with conservatives only to have the king of the right wing come out and call him a big fucking loser who was ready to suck his cock. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all playing out beautifully and uh, can't wait to watch even more of it. I love it. I yeah. love it. And I love, I love anything that puts conservatives into like a cognitive dissonance mode. It's like, wait, but Elon was going to save us and he's cool and he, he, he's, he's anti-woke. He doesn't like pronouns, but wait. You're giving Trump. them too much credit. They, they, it literally is based on the whims of whoever they want to listen to at the time telling them what to think. Yeah. It's it just is, like, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, because well, Trump gives clear examples in what he says of why you should hate him. Yeah, it wasn't just him talking shit. Like He, he I, provides his followers with reasoning to make their arguments yeah. to others. Yeah, that's, that's why Twitter social, or uh, Truth Social is a superior social <laughs> network. Uh, you, can, you can really formulate an argument on truth without yeah. those character limits. You can really uh, set the stage for what you're trying to say. Trump on Twitter, he was in chains, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's more free now. Yeah. Um, but I need to, we need to stop uh, gassing him up because this is, uh, it is funny, but... Uh, I almost signed up for truth to see what else he'd posted, and then they asked me for my phone number, and I was like, nope, <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Yeah, I need slowly to, crawled your way out of that honey trap. I need to find a, a way to get like a burner phone number. Yeah. I'm not I'm not giving Donald Trump my phone number. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway, let's move on now to uh, finally move on to something a bit more important yes. than Elon Musk and Donald Trump. Uh, there's a new telescope in town. Well, it's not really in town, though. It's actually a million miles away from Earth. And this is no mere, uh, you know. Monocular. Monocular. <laughs> this is a... Uh, and it's no mere telescope either. It's the James Webb Space Telescope. And it's 100 times more powerful than the previous gold standard of space telescopes, the Hubble Telescope, which was already pretty big. This one's bigger. It was a big boy. 
So yeah, the James Webb Space Telescope was launched back in December, and this week its first images were unveiled to the public, showing objects that previously were too old, too distant, or too faint for the Hubble to even pick up.、Mm-hmm. And sorry to anyone who's just listening to the audio of this episode, but these images are absolutely mind-boggling, and not just visually; they are breathtaking to look at. But your head really starts to hurt when you learn that, for example, in this one, what we're looking at is from 13 billion years ago. Not long after the Big Bang, because it's so far away that the light took 13 billion years to reach the telescope, and that the photo contains thousands of galaxies. We are literally looking back in time. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like thinking about it. It, it is. It is.、Uh, Bloomberg,、eh, whatever the guy, don't like him. But、uh, there's a Bloomberg short documentary on this that they put out the day that all the images were released. That does a great example of.、Uh, Kind of explaining exactly what it's able to do. Yeah, what they can look back、for. at like the Big Bang and like they can learn <laughs> a lot more about how the universe was. It is formed. It is fascinating and it is also extremely frustrating because I wish I understood it better. Yeah, because it's such a weird thing to wrap your head. Even、around. on like NASA's like public facing website, their website that they make, like <laughs> and, and the NASA website has like several layers. Like they've got the like dumb dumb like elementary schooler layer, and then you can like see more, see more. This one's for scientists. Even, even the complete idiots layer. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking I about. I did the same <laughs> thing where it's like, where it's like the alt. Here's the alternate explanation. Yeah, I was like, like yeah, uh huh,、uh, cool, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> I completely understand. What's a nebula? <laughs> Look, you see、uh, that little blank space right there? There's an infinite amount of、uh, living organisms. Uh, galaxies and、uh, an entire time frame that we can't even contemplate as humans it, happening right here, as you can clearly see. And it's purple. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> like it is. This is insane. It's amazing, but it's also impossible to grasp. Yeah.、Uh, anyways, that weird smudging is apparently the gravity around some of these galaxies warping the light coming from behind them. Yeah, that's. Uh, and it's, I, it's literally like it's the Hubble telescope with RTX on. Yeah, I, I I think it was like NPR or something. They said that like each of these pictures is like if you picked up a single like grain of sand, yeah, and held it up at arm's length, like it would be that much of the sky. The original, the 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 deep field or whatever it came from them. They were they've been doing photography and stuff like that with the Hubble for a long time, and then. Just on a lark, they decided to point it at what appeared to be a solid black piece of space, and turns out there's、uh, a mind-blowing amount of of、uh, activity, galaxies, planets, stars、yeah. all in this area.、Uh, and so they were like, "Hey, why don't we point the James Webb at that, which has infrared technology, and、uh, see what's really out there?" And it's it is again, it's nuts. Yeah.、Uh, also, all these images are available in extremely high resolutions too. By the way, so you can you can spend you hours can download them and just go through them. It's yeah. But、uh, anyway, then there's this one, this absolutely gorgeous one showing、uh, the Carina Nebula, a massive cloud of gas measuring seven light years high. Wonder what they had for dinner. Hey.、Uh, yeah. This、uh, this one here shows、uh, Stefan's Quintet, a collection of five galaxies,、uh, four of which are actually close together. One is. The one over on the left is actually much, much, much closer, but this is what it looks like from our perspective.、Uh-huh. And、uh, this here is what's known as the Southern Ring Nebula, captured at two different infrared wavelengths, with the second image allowing us to see 
two stars really close together at the center of the nebula. That wasn't possible before. It was, yeah, uh, before too much glare. Exactly. They uh, put, yeah. uh, they put the, <laughs> you put on uh, the Ray-Bans. Yeah, uh, the polarization. <laughs> the polarization. <laughs> hey, why do we think of that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, it, it's crazy. The one where they're showing like a dying star. Yeah, that's uh, that. Like, it's like one dying star and one newer star. I, I, this is another one I tried understanding what the fuck they, the description was. So, for so long, I just gave up. I was like, it's two stars. They're close together and they got a big cloud of gas around them. Yeah, do you, the, the one with the, the clouds that are like erupting, it looks like a Guardians of the Galaxy background, yeah. basically. That one, if you look at the, uh, the zoom in of that, where it shows you the varying degrees of uh, what it looks like pulled out. It's just insane that they're able to get the uh, the photo of it. It's this is uh, the only good thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, NASA, for some fucking. This is actually good news. Yeah, it's very cool, and uh, I mean, pretty pictures for me. A lot, <laughs> probably a lot more exciting for scientists. Oh my god, people people changed the their desktop wallpapers that have been sitting idle for years. For years, they, they're like, oh, finally, something new. Yeah, yeah. that Hubble shit. Hubble looks like ass now. Ugh, ugh God. <laughs> Why'd uh, you shoot this on a Hubble? <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty pictures are, of course, just a nice bonus that this telescope provides. Its main purpose is giving astronomers a better look at space than ever before so that they can learn about things that they've previously only been able to speculate on. Uh, for us normies, though, all about those pics. And... Uh, don't start explaining what we're looking at too much, or we will, again, start to feel too overwhelmed at how unfathomably large and old the universe is, and how tiny and insignificant the Earth and everything on it that's ever existed is in the grand scheme of things. The entire existence of life on this planet is basically a blink of an eye, and it's, it's really stressful to think about, but also, uh, kind of, for me, it's like stress relieving. It's just like, nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, Do what you want. Yeah. Be gay. Do crimes. <laughs> Call the general and save some time. Yeah. <laughs> Meth syndicate shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of how precarious the existence of human civilization is, if you want something to stress you out a little more immediately mm -hmm. than just thinking about how big the universe is, uh, remember nuclear bomb PSAs? Of course you don't, unless you're like 50 years old or more. Uh, you've got it's got to be way older yeah. than that now. 50 like, sounds old to you, but that's like a, Gen X, I guess. It's like yeah. a decade away from both of us. Yeah, you got to be a, a, a boomer probably to know that there used to be advertisements on the TV telling you what to do in case a fucking nuke dropped on you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, knowing what to do in the event of a nuclear bomb going off nearby, it's not really something that any of us have ever had to really worry about at all for the past 30 plus years. Thanks to mutually assured destruction. Uh, yeah, but, you know, as a sign that things are going just great down here on Earth, the city of New York's Department of Emergency Management released a slickly produced, slickly produced <laughs> nuclear preparedness PSA this week yeah. in the year of our Lord 2022. Just here you go, in case you were wondering. Uh, have a look at this. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. 
Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. So uh, on top of nuclear weapons suddenly being something we have to be afraid of again, why the hell is this lady being so casual about all this? <laughs> hey, you looking for some tips on what to do with she, a nuclear bomb? She had just seen the images from James Webb. <laughs> She's like, you know what? Take us. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Bomb us back into the Big Bang. Earth needs its own Big Bang. We get we blow ourselves up with a nuke. Someone else sees it on their own telescope in a billion years or whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Hey, look. A dying, a dying planet. Isn't that something? Self-imposed. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> This lady here, she's talking about surviving a nuclear attack like it's just any old aspect of living in the Big Apple. I mean, look, this is the price you pay for living in uh, New York City. It's yeah, wonderful. Love it or leave it. Uh, you can't call yourself a real New Yorker until your first nuclear bombing. Uh, until then, you're just visiting. So, yeah, we've got a, a lot of questions about that. But let's just move on. Uh, we've got more news coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by Factor. Now, I don't know about you, but I think summer's for relaxing, not grocery shopping cooking, doing lots of dishes, ugh. With Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery, I can rest easy knowing I can eat well without the work. Plus, they have tons of balanced and delicious add-ons like smoothies, shakes, and snacks that are perfect for staying on track during all of my various summer activities. Factor makes it easy to eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, and also everything in between. With fresh, never-frozen meals that are so delicious, you won't believe they're actually nutritious. Feel good all summer with calorie-smart and keto options, expertly portioned to keep you on track towards your goals, and perfectly satisfied. Factor now offers 32 meals per week, including 11 keto options, plus lots of seasonal add-ons. No more eating the same boring dinner night after night. New Gourmet Plus meals make eating at home feel extra special. For an additional cost, these meals are prepared to perfection by Factor's chefs and ready to eat in record time so you can savor the flavor, not stress the prep. Got a busy summer ahead? No worries. Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week to keep you covered when things get crazy. Factor equals free time. Instead of spending those precious after-work hours hustling around the store and the kitchen, they'll deliver ready-made meals right to your door, eliminating all that meal planning, prep, and cleanup time. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared by their team of chefs and ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. You can't beat that. Factor puts in the work so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand in hand to create meals that I can feel good about eating every day. Factor even knows my preferences. They offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, calorie smart options, cold pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me fueled and focused all day long. I got my recent package and it came with, uh, I thought it was like uh, just a, a frozen block of ice to keep things cold. No, it's filled with like six smoothies. Oh, wow. Yeah great little snack in the middle of the day. Yeah. So head to go.factor75.com slash Newsday120 or click the link in the description and use code Newsday120 to get $120 off in this economy. That's code Newsday120 at go.factor75.com slash Newsday120 for $120 off. All right, back to the news now with some hard-hitting investigative journalism about Uber, specifically their 
early years under their original founder and CEO, Travis Kalanick. Haven't, haven't heard that name in a while, but mm-hmm. he's back in the news. It, much to uh, his uh, enjoyment. You yeah. Uh, so yeah, the timing of these so-called Uber files is a bit odd considering they cover the years from 2013 to 2017 under a CEO who got deservedly got the boot a long time ago. Um, but they still offer some very interesting insight into the ways that Uber basically built his entire business on intentionally breaking the law in multiple countries around the world and were ultimately successful at it. And it fucking worked. And is, in a lot of cases worked hand in hand with local, state, and federal governments to uh, break this law. Yes. Knowingly. Th- that's the... That's... <laughs> That's like there's a lot of like flashy little bits of this, but it really just comes down to like lobbying works, especially if you're super sketchy about it. Yes. The sketchier, the better. Yeah. Because that means the more money for the politicians. Yeah. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. yeah, Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Uh, The Uber files are based on over 100,000 confidential documents that were leaked to The Guardian, who shared the data with the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists in order to release reporting from it across various major news outlets. And honestly, not much of it is especially shocking. We've known for years that Uber operates in various places where it was illegal for them to do so, and that they took steps to make it difficult for local authorities to investigate them for it. But there's still some uh, interesting new details that have come out showing how brazen Uber's executives were about operating in a legal business. Here's The Guardian. The leak spans a five-year period when Uber was run by its co-founder, Travis Kalanick, who tried to force the cab-hailing service into cities around the world, even if that meant breaching laws and taxi regulations. During the fierce global backlash, the data shows how Uber tried to shore up support by discreetly courting prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, oligarchs, and media barons. Leaked messages suggest Uber executives were at the same time under no illusions about the company's law-breaking, with one executive joking they had become pirates, and another conceding, we're just fucking illegal. <laughs> he admitted. <laughs> In one exchange, Kalanick dismissed concerns from other executives that sending Uber drivers to a protest in France put them at risk of violence from angry opponents in the taxi industry. Quote, I think it's worth it, he shot back. Violence guarantees success. Wow. There's also the kill switch. It turns out that Uber developed a way to remotely disconnect their local offices from their network in the event that the offices were mm, raided by local authorities. Uh, Definitely the kind of thing you do when you've got nothing to hide. Uh, Yes, that's what we need. We need to painstakingly set up a way for our IT department to immediately uh, basically brick, for the purposes of law enforcement, all the computers uh, in any of our offices around the world uh, in case police try looking at them and maybe uh, searching around in them so they can't find anything. Yeah, Uber was literally like, you know what? All cops are bastards. Yeah. This is the ACAB button. Thank you, Comrade Uber. (laughs) But the bulk of leaks concerns Uber's lobbying efforts, and the leaks themselves have been revealed to have come from a former Uber lobbyist. Uh, Basically, the way Uber went from illegal business to legitimate taxi alternative in so many places was through aggressive lobbying that was not not always done through the proper channels. Not on the level. And French President Emmanuel Macron seems to have been secretly in the tank for Uber while serving as France's economic minister. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the biggest reveal is uh, this guy, Macron, weirdly just really going to bat for Uber, but in secret, none of these people disclosing any of their meetings, doing it all on the hush-hush. What could have motivated, what would motivate a government official to, um, you know, do all this stuff in such a cloak and dagger way uh, and really like put themselves at professional risk and personal risk? Uh, to do it. I just, uh, 
What could it be? Well, it was either money or Uber was going to tell everyone how Emmanuel Macron was fucking his high school teacher and then married her. No, they know. They love it. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else? Uh, But yeah, it wasn't just Macron. Uh, Other lobbying targets included senior advisors to the Obama administration and multiple Tory politicians in the UK. Uh, They also somehow got the former vice president of the European Commission to secretly help Uber lobby several top Dutch politicians, uh, including the prime minister, which one of Uber's lobbyists described as highly confidential and should not be discussed outside this group. No, why not? We just happen to have someone uh, with connections to the entire European economy uh, in our pocket helping us out. And, you know, let's just keep that between us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, what's weird here is that aside from specifically Uber's dealings in Russia, where there's, I guess, a lot of uh, evidence of bribery, there aren't any allegations of bribery for any of these other things, which is very, very odd when you're discussing motivations and whatnot. Um, The big question is why so many high-level government people in multiple countries would secretly go to bat for Uber, if not for money. And uh, yeah, that remains pretty unclear, but very suspicious. Yes. Yes, there has to be some sort of motivation. Blackmail? Like, what was it? This is not something you just do because you're being nice. I I like the idea. I fucking hate hate taxi cabs. You're right. And nothing I want more than my taxi cab union here in France, specifically in Paris, to shut down all the streets. Yeah. Um, Yeah, seems odd. But uh, look, the Panama Papers happened and nothing else happened from that. Uh, Yeah, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists... uh, they what, regularly, what a sad uh, existence they, their lives. Yeah, because they're like, regularly like dropping. I like, broke the biggest story. <laughs> yeah, like nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the scene from Jurassic Park. What's the Panama pig? You see, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to news about this very website, YouTube, which, as you know, has a long-running problem with egregious abuses of its DMCA copyright claim system. Basically, anyone can claim that someone else is violating their copyright without evidence. And YouTube will take down that content, sometimes temporarily until things are resolved, but often indefinitely when the victim doesn't have the influence or connections to resolve the situation. So you would think that, especially for a very popular music streaming channel, which solely plays music that it releases itself through its own record label, you'd think that kind of channel would be safe from this kind of DMCA abuse. But you'd, of course, be wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking about Lo-Fi Girl which is probably better known to most people uh, by the name of its main live stream, Lo-Fi Hip Hop Radio, Beats to Study Slash, Relax Slash Study To. It's got that girl studying. Mm-hmm. Um, they were unceremoniously taken offline this week after streaming for more than two years straight. You hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, the culprit was apparently a record label called FMC Music, SDN, BHD, Malaysia, which again, does not actually own the music because Lo-Fi Girl owns the rights to all the music that it plays. Lo-Fi Girl was able to use its huge following to get YouTube's attention, but it still took more than a half a day to get it all sorted out and get the channel back online. As Lo-Fi Girl pointed out in a tweet thread following this resolution, this is a huge problem, and plenty of smaller creators deal with it on a pretty regular basis without having the same ability to fix it, sometimes losing their entire channel in the process. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there was like Bungie... That's the big one. That, I feel well, like they're, they're going to court over that. Yeah. We're like Bungie, the makers of fucking uh, Destiny. Destiny, had their own, uh, or p- people were posing as them, striking 
videos of just gamers playing Destiny? It was like a revenge thing. Like they had, yeah. they had justifiably struck someone's channel and that person went around claiming every other Destiny content creator stuff as though they were, they created a fake email that looked like Bungie's email and just started issuing takedowns uh, site-wide. They finally tracked down who was doing it and there's now a uh, presumably uh, precedent-setting lawsuit that's playing out, but uh, that remains to be seen. Yeah. It's just, there's got to be a better way. This is a huge problem. The, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, uh, it came out over 20 years ago. Those damn as, millennials as the, ruin everything. The Digital Millennial Copyright Act. <laughs> yeah. Too much avocado toast in this copyright. Yep. Uh, it came out a long time ago, uh, kind of before uh, the age of live streams and whatnot. Um, well, I mean, yeah. it's hard for YouTube to do anything but be reactive about this because... Yeah. In the meantime, there's a, probably a bunch of justifiable things that are happening where they're just like, well, we can't look if fucking Disney says that someone's re-uploading Hercules or something like that. Like, we got to do something. But yeah. uh, it just sucks for smaller creators because it takes a lot of yelling to get YouTube's attention, and especially in a way where they'll actually do something. Yeah. And even with this one, like, uh, I mean, they, they did. It sounds like they got the channel back after like, 13 hours or so, but like YouTube, even on their team YouTube thing, they're like, all right, yeah, we got to see. It looks like you're right, our bad. It still might take 24 to 48 hours to get everything, you know, sorted out on the back end. Uh, but just, uh, yeah, what? glad we could help you out. This is the craziest thing about it is that you have, you literally have to go off platform to get a actual response from a company whose platform you are on. Yeah. You have to go to Twitter and not only have a big following on YouTube, but also have translated that following over to a significant enough Twitter following to actually get their attention yeah. on a site they don't own. And that's the only way you're going to get a response from them. Yeah, that is... If you do it the way that you're supposed to through fucking YouTube, it takes, I don't know, two weeks you might yeah. hear something. They'll be like, yeah, we've reviewed our mistakes and decided we, we, we did nothing did wrong. Nothing wrong. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, but speaking of YouTube, uh, I got some weird uh, news in my my Twitter notifications yeah. today. Uh, so I, I know what SCP is. It's like these uh, these spooky uh, creature stories that uh, are crowdsourced. I I don't know. I guess I don't know a whole lot about it. But they're like these monsters, sort of like the Stranger Things monsters. I'm sorry. Anyway, there's a channel, a huge <laughs> channel that does like animated stories about these monsters and. Uh, I press play on this one that someone sent me, and I guess they we're made... We're in it. We're the characters in <laughs> we it. We are the main characters it in the story. It is a, like, 15-minute story about two YouTubers named Ricky and Elliot who look like us, and they're exactly. literally wearing the clothes that we wear, Yeah, uh, being, like, uh, terrorized by monsters. Yeah, so, and, and a story about, uh, not this YouTube channel, but a... Yeah, a, a fictional, fictional YouTube channel yeah, that we run. We're, we're a travel YouTuber yeah. channel. It's, it fits the story. Hey, more. look, I'm completely humbled and appreciative of this. I think that it's really funny. It's also completely bizarre. Yeah, I was like, wait, it's, what? It, it was, what? It was strange I watching I was like, it. oh, a little cameo. That's funny. Nice little shout out. I'm like, wait, no, it's the whole video. Anytime what something like fuck? this happens, like it, the, the, the Hulu documentary, yeah. uh, Hassan being on a Hassan stream, uh, getting randomly spotted in like some major news broadcast in England or something like yeah. that. It is the most, <laughs> much like the James Webb Telescope, my yeah. mind can't handle it, yeah. and I think it's really weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's got a lot of, I need to go through it, but there's, it's very well animated, and there's so many moments where I'm like, this would be 
This has a lot of meme potential. Yeah. There's like part where we're like on one side of a scale and then there's a gold YouTube play button <laughs> like on the other side. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of good meme potential in there. Go, make sure you go to the video and tell them that we've seen it and we appreciate it. Yeah. And it's uh, not weird at all. No, we love Please it. Please do it more. <laughs> it's a, a, a very fun little surprise. Uh, uh, the sea rises and brings all ships with it. Yes. Uh, I would love to have a million subscribers like this channel. So uh, spread the gospel, everyone. Yeah, we, we don't tell fake scary stories. We tell real scary stories <laughs> about the nightmare we all wake up from where, oh, God, I pledged $44 billion to buy a company that I don't actually want to buy. Ah! Yeah. I still do want that gold YouTube play button, though. It's we were big. This, we were this close at one point. Silver one, this big. Gold one. Very small. Yeah. Gold one, very big. Anyways, uh, speaking of Elon, it doesn't really matter anymore, but there's our previous one about it in <laughs> case you want to go back in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, if you haven't started the saga yet or while well, yeah. you're watching this now. So there's other stuff in the video. Yeah. There's some funny stuff uh, in the second half that has nothing to do with Elon Musk. Yeah. So uh, just go straight to the halfway point. And then on Weekly Weird News, uh, Batman got arrested, but then we made fun of Jordan Peterson for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And it felt good. So up yours, woke moralists. <laughs> We'll see who cancels who. Yeah, uh, check those videos out over here. Subscribe to the channel so we can get that gold play button. Hit the join button. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Do whatever you want to do. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.